I was thinking about asking Dave, would he sell me his old mic? So apparently he replaced the mic that he has that, mm-hmm. that I have. Did you, do you know anything about that? Mm-hmm. Like what no. he might have done with it? I don't know. Cause it'd be nice to kind of have like one in both closets. So I don't mm-hmm. have to keep, you know, dismantling my arm stand and stuff. Look at you setting up two recording studios big time now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to, trying to get up to your guys' level. <laughs> Like I, I have to kind of compensate somehow, you know, for for not bringing the substance, you know. But no, but no man. Like everyone, anytime I, I talk about you, I I, I speak highly of you, man. Like uh, you know, you're very well regarded in the community, and you know, everyone loves you, man. Like we all wish we can be Michael Dennis. I don't understand that. I don't want to be me. <laughs> well, <laughs> hello and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? Welcome to another episode of Original Remake, and I am Peter, and with me is my uh, disgruntled, uh, overweight, beer-drinking <laughs> baseball coach, Michael Denniston. Yeah, I don't know which one I want to be. I don't know if I want to be either one, but I think I want to be the Billy Bob version, if I have to pick. Well, I, I would like to be the Billy Bob version when he was married to Angelina Jolie. That's, I mean, that's a, a good time frame. That was probably the peak of Billy yeah. Bob. I, I would, I would think so. I mean, I don't know who else he's been with, uh, you know, before or after her, but um, that would be a good time to be Billy Bob. Not necessarily sure. the peak for Angelina going on to Brad Pitt. Uh, I think, I think Billy Bob's sort of lower rung on the ladder. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> now, would you rather be Billy Bob or Walter Matthau? I still think Billy Bob. Uh, I don't know. I we'll get into it more, but you know, I had never seen the original Bad News Bears. Like I, I had seen the newer one, but I forgot. Like Walter Matthau, he kind of always looked old, like in the seventies or grumpy old men. He's still he just he, he was he was probably twenty five in this movie. Just very you know? weathered. Some hard living from Walter Matthau. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I have seen both um, one time each, and I feel like I watched the the remake first and then you know like uh anybody that has listened to our show uh i i usually mention that oh yeah when there's a remake i try to seek out the the original you know because I, I like to see the comparison so so i've always kind of done that and so i did watch the uh the, what's funny is i think the original stuck with me like memory wise more like i i don't remember a whole lot from the the remake at all um so it was almost like a like a brand new movie to me but the the original movie, the 1976 version, directed by Michael Ritchie, uh, stars you know Mr. Wilson, you know um, Freddy Krueger, and it's also got this uh, Tatum O'Neill, Chris Barnes, the foul mouth of Chris Barnes that is, Morrow and Joyce Van Patten, and um, I, I really don't know anybody, but those are your your, your main players here. But uh, Walter Matthau, he plays uh, Morris uh, Buttermaker. And he's, you know, he, he used to be a, a minor leaguer who is now, um, you know, chosen to coach this group of, I, I wouldn't really say misfits. They're just kind of uh, uh, lacking talent in the, the baseball field, uh, pun intended, well, pun not intended, but that kind of works out, right? Um, 
and let me see. He so they start off poorly, obviously, and then he does a little recruiting of a couple of other players to kind of help them uh, become a better team. And it's about him kind of kind of growing as a as a person and um, teaching these kids teamwork. Very similar plot. Uh, you're not going to get a lot different in the updated version with Billy Bob Thornton playing the coach buttermaker role. You have uh, Greg Kinnear as uh, Roy Bullock, who is the opposing team manager, sort of the, the rival to the, the Bears. And a uh, very similar sort of outcome as far as uh, a parent who kind of takes it a little uh, too far and is too invested in his kids uh, winning and doing well. We have Marsha Gay Harden, who is the one who recruits Billy Bob to uh, coach this team of uh, outcasts, basically the ones who uh, have not been picked to uh, to be involved in the youth sports. And uh, we have we have a couple of actual real uh, baseball talents, which I think uh, is different from the original film. Uh, Sammy Kane Craft, uh, who plays Amanda Wurlitzer here, was a uh, somewhat renowned uh, softball uh, pitcher. Uh, and she uh, unfortunately passed away. I kind of wondered uh, what had happened to some of these these younger actors and why I'd never seen them and uh, passed away in a car accident. And then uh, we even have uh, Jeffrey Davies, who plays uh, Kelly Leak, uh, playing the Freddy Krueger role, I think, as you were, you were alluding to, as uh, another sort of star talent who uh, joins the team. And he was involved in, uh, I think, uh, baseball at a fairly high level for, for uh, a young man in Florida. So... Not an actor. I don't think he went on to do anything else. So that might be one of the biggest differences between the two is just that Richard Linklater went out of his way to cast actual sort of athletes for these roles and not necessarily like child actors. So we'll just start there. Um, what, what did you think of the, the kids respectively here, Peter, as far as the, the differences in, in style going for uh, maybe better actors as opposed to better athletes in the original film? See, I, I don't know how much uh, research you did, but uh, I did not know Sammy Canecraft was, uh, you know, softball. Mm-hmm. And having you mention that, I could kind of see it because I, I, I didn't feel like a lot of her, you know, her acting, I guess we can call it, was, was very good. So I, I was curious, like, what, why was she casted in this role? And, and that makes a lot of sense. I too looked her up because, again, it's not a name I'm familiar with. And this only being 11 years ago, I was like, I, you know, she doesn't do anything because I, I don't recognize her name. And yeah, she passed away at the age of 20, you know, um, so that, that's, that's very sad in a, in a car accident. I, I believe it was. And, um, she, I think one of her organs was donated to her parents. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of reading up on that. It was just a very sad story. And uh, ironically, or coincidentally, I, I guess you can say, the her counterpart, played by Tating O'Neill, she was in a bit of a, a car accident as well, but clearly she survived and goes on to date Michael Jackson. So she didn't really survive. Yeah, there was... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, Tatum O'Neill... That that's the other thing. It would have been the equivalent if I think Richard Linklater had had, um, I don't know, um, whatever at this time would have like Daniel Radcliffe or something in one of the roles. So a popular child actor because she was uh, sort of born into it. Her father Ryan O'Neill. She had been in the uh, movie Paper Moon. I think was I think that was the title of it. I've never seen it about mm-hmm. like a father and daughter sort of uh, con artist type thing uh, in the seventies that was very popular. So. I think that was sort of interesting, and I actually kind of prefer that. I agree with you. I don't think the kids are as uh, interesting as far as uh, their 
the way they interact with each other in the new one, certainly not the two athletes. Like, I think that there's a very good reason that Jeffrey Davies chose not to pursue acting because he's, he's, he's almost like he has zero reactions. And there, there's one scene in particular where uh, Greg Kinnear as the opposing coach is like trying to get under his skin. And it really doesn't read believable at all. Whereas you have someone like Jackie Earl Haley, who went on to do some really interesting work in little children and Watchmen. Uh, I I don't know. He just, he doesn't have the build of an athlete, but he just looks much more mischievous. Like he just looks like he would be sort of the, for like, you know, the 10 year old set, he would be the bad boy. I, I just, I'm sorry, I had to chuckle when you said um, he did some, whatever the wording, you said something about work in Little Children, and I forgot that he starred in a movie, or was in a movie called Little Children, so it was just the wording of that, and knowing that he was Freddy Krueger, it was just kind of kind of. Oh, don't get me wrong, you've not seen Little Children? No, I have not. It's it's an intense role. Like, he, he plays someone who has, uh, I mean, I guess similar to the new Freddy Krueger, uh, who had been convicted of uh, child molestation. And so he is playing a pedophile, but it is like a, it is a very serious drama. But he's excellent in that. I wish he had been nominated for it. So it's a little scene movie with uh, Kate Winslet that I think everybody should check out. Mm. I think I think it will. I think I think the title alone. I, I kind of had a feeling that it was something like that. But um, yeah, I, I like Kate Winslet, uh, despite what the uh, true romance thinks about her in Titanic <laughs> needing to lose some weight. Um, like, come on, like 1917 or tw- no, 1912. Nobody was uh, doing Pilates and yoga at that time. I think she was damn good in 1997 as a, as a <laughs> high school kid. I thought she was uh, pretty hot. So I have no complaints. I, I thought so. I mean, I, hey, I might have seen it three times in the theater for a reason. <laughs> and that's a commitment. That's a very we, long did, we, movie. we didn't. <laughs> well, we didn't. We didn't have uh, the, the internets, you know, where I can uh, see these photos. The dark so, days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the struggle was real back then for sure. Um. Yeah, the, the the kids were definitely better, in my opinion, in the in the original movie. Um, but gosh, that uh, that Chris was it. Chris Barnes is that what? Um, yes. yes, Chris Barnes. Mm-hmm. Just it's crazy that they made him. Well, I, I guess it's just his character is is the racist, right? Or was that just more commonplace? <laughs> I think it's. Know, for that I mean, time? it's it's both, right? I mean, clearly because it's meant. The to other be, kids aren't really saying it, right? Know? Yeah, I mean, he's he's meant to be the the one that says things that shouldn't be said. But yeah, I, I like that you brought that up because that's that's a huge difference in the 2005 version is clearly they were told, we're not going to have a little kid say such sort of racist things to his teammates. Like he's still right. kind of crass and rude, oh, yeah. but he doesn't go that far. Yeah, it's just, um, I remember, it, the funny thing is when the first one, oh, I'm sorry, when the remake came out, that was actually when my son was was playing uh, baseball as well, uh, or starting to anyway. So I was like, "Yeah, let's, hey, let's check out, let's check out the, the the original movie," you know, because because I was like, I wasn't like too big of a fan of the, of the remake. I thought I thought it was fine, but I was like, "Oh yeah, well, there's language here." <laughs> well, we watched the the original. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Did he just? <laughs> did, did he just say those words? Like, like, yeah, there were some bad words. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I, I guess this guy's bad words too. But then when he's throwing out those racial slurs, mm-hmm. I was like, we we can't finish this because I don't I don't know how far this movie actually goes with that <laughs> stuff. But um, yeah, it's like repeated in in the same conversation by another kid. He's just like, I'm just like, wow. So I mean, clearly different times, and I'm just glad that it wasn't like throughout the movie. But it was it, it definitely caught me off by surprise for sure. That being said, uh, I guess I'm just a fan of uh, racism in my Little League <laughs> baseball movies because 
it does. I agree with you. It does feel like the more adult version, like uh, coming from my experience of seeing the remake in theaters. And then for this podcast, going back and watching the original for the first time, I was like, oh, wow, this is like this is more like, you know, to pull another Billy Bob movie. It's more like the bad Santa version where it's like it's just very coarse. And uh, I, I don't know, it, it put it really does make them seem like outcasts, like uh, kids that parents and other coaches probably would have given up on. Whereas I think in the 2005 version, they're mainly looked upon as not so much troublemakers as they just don't have any athletic ability. Like they're just not good at baseball. And I think the original, it has that element, but it also seems like they're the kids that are getting in trouble at school. I didn't necessarily feel that about the 2005 version. Yeah, they they even add you know some more diversity to it. They're like, not only we're not going to be racist, we're going to add more right. people of color. Mm-hmm. Now, how come they didn't have a little Japanese kid that's actually excellent in baseball? Like maybe that could have helped them too. I mean, he's on the better teams. He's probably on the Yankees, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, and, and his character was being played by a, uh, a little white actor, probably. <laughs> that's probably what happened there. Um, one of the, uh, the the differences in the Amanda Wurlitzer character is it the same name? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's the same name. Okay, yeah. okay. So I really don't like what they did with her in the remake. So in the original movie, they have her. You know, she is kind of uh, peddling these you know maps of the stars kind of thing. You know, she's uh, selling those to you know for for her own uh, kind of thing. And then the the remakes got her working at like a uh, department store of, of sorts. And it's some sort I, of shoddy kind of outlet almost like she's some like sort of flea 12 market. years old yeah. in the remake like how are you working at the age of 12 uh, um that was a little suspect but i i liked the original better the way they played that off you know we find out that uh, uh i i almost want to say boil maker because of not only the drink but he's called <laughs> boil maker uh, right. but butter maker um in the original you know you can see that uh okay so amanda is the daughter of his ex-girlfriend and you know there's a little bit of history there and i kind of like how uh their story kind of plays out i feel like in the remake they touch on that a little bit and uh i love how billy bob's like i was like a father to you she's like yeah a drunk lazy father (laughs) so that was kind of funny but um i i didn't feel like we we I don't know. It, it's kind of sad. I was going to say we like we didn't need that, but um, just in comparison, uh, I was just like, okay, that was it. Just I think it being Billy Bob in this role, it came off a little creepy, exactly. you know, because yeah. because she is twelve and she is a little bit more uh, developed than the uh, Tatum in the original. So and I don't know if it was intentional or or just well, that goes to, back to Winklater casting an athlete, right? It kind of had to up her age to make her to to have those scenes where she displays that she's good at this sport. Like yeah, you probably couldn't have like Tatum Neal just she just looks like a child still. Like it's probably okay. Um, but I agree with you. I also wanted to ask you, do you think it's because of the way we view Walter Matthau, given that, you know, where this was a seventies film and neither one of, you know, you or I were not alive at this time. Like I'm coming to this after watching him play, you know, cantankerous old men, like from the grumpy old men series and like his right. work with Jack Lemon. But he's, he's someone that maybe he's a little rude, but because he's an old man, it's just like, he seems kind of harmless. That's that sort of thing. Billy Bob is not quite that old, especially with Bad News Bears just being 11 years old at this point. And 
I do believe, you know, to go back to Bad Santa, this came out, maybe this was the follow-up to Bad Santa. It was at least just like a couple years afterwards. And so he already had that sort of film persona of being a little creepy, uh, sort of overly sexual and kind of coarse. And right. you don't get that. I mean, at least I don't get that with Walter Matthau. I mean, maybe some people do. Maybe some people have erotica that they've written about <laughs> Walter Matthau. I've read that. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Um, I have the trilogy. Yeah, fact. slash fiction it's, it's, about it's next to my men. Twilight uh, series <laughs> on my shelf because I have Criterion. I, I, I got these uh, erotic novels. No, um, the the it's a you bring up Bad Santa because I I think like a couple of the writers on the remake actually also wrote uh, penned uh, Bad mm. Santa. Now, now the comparison between Billy Bob and um, and Walter Matthau, the way their characters are portrayed on screen, there's one scene in the remake where uh, I I actually kind of enjoy the scene, and I think you probably got a kick out of it too. Is when Billy Bob is pitching to all the kids, and he hits every one of them, like n- not mm-hmm. intentionally, because you know he's drinking and pitching at the same time, and then they cut to him laying on the ground, like completely <laughs> just knocked out. There's like four cans of empty beer, you know, empty cans. Just on the ground, and there's nothing like that in in the in the original at all. And I and I kind of like that because it I I think they were playing up Billy Bob's character way too much on being a drunkard. And I just like how it was kind of done in the original, but perhaps it's because of Walter Matthau's age. You know what I mean? Like like Walter, can we get you laying on the ground acting like you're completely yeah. wasted? You know? And and so that, but he he was an alcoholic, but I didn't feel like he was a drunkard. You know what I'm saying? Well, like I think it was it was played more realistic. Like clearly, yeah. you, I mean, you're I probably an alcoholic adding. if you're showing up to a little league game, buzzed, or you you feel the need to drink during that. If you're you're a coach, if you're responsible for these these young kids, I, I didn't really like though for them to make such a point out of what a drunk that Billy Bob was that he was drinking like non-alcoholic beer. Um, that they this was actually like sort of a studio mandate that. Uh, he had to. He couldn't be seen drinking alcoholic beverages with the kids, but he could be shown spiking his own drink with hard liquor. And I'm like, what is the point? At that point, we know the character is drinking alcohol. What does it matter? Like, what does it matter if he's got a can of beer or not? And I think that's also probably the changing times. Where in the 70s, that wouldn't have been a huge faux pas. Like, but in 2005, it would be deemed somewhat irresponsible to film children around like a, a drinking man. But you're right. I mean, they do play up the fact that he is a drunk. The, uh, didn't Walter Matthau's character do the same thing as yeah. all to okay yeah but he um, he also like <laughs> like like would just drink beer as well like I, to me it seemed like okay this guy is like they're showing his excess but doing it in a different way they're not making it as uh they don't punch it up with as you said him just sort of lying on the ground passed out like he's just he's somewhat of a functioning alcoholic which can also be dangerous yeah, uh, I, I want to get a, uh, get your opinion on something because I, I only just find it kind of interesting. Um, so I don't really have an opinion, but the the difference in their history, where Billy Bob's character was um, a, a former Seattle mar- mariner, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to the Pacific Northwest, um, and Walter Matthau's character was a minor leaguer, and uh, in later in their life. The minor leaguer is a uh, he cleans pools for money, and then you got Billy Bob, uh, you know, searching for rats. He's an exterminator, you know, like uh, you know, getting rats like uh, under the buildings. And in both movies, they they both use the kids to help them with their job too. Like, what do you think about their their history and like the the choice of line of work now? I guess. 
Was that supposed to be? Yeah. F- like I don't. Is it funny that, that I, really I don't think the new one is. Rats? I, th- I think the new one is just too. It's too broad for me. It's too sitcomish that like you have these kids working with like chemicals and poisons and crawling into tight spaces and dealing with like you know feral animals. Cleaning the pool though, I think it's fine because it's it has more of like a father figure type type thing where you know it's it's basically like a chore it's like yard work that sort of thing right. so it's it's a little like with a lot of this stuff it's just a little more grounded in the in the humor i i also feel like having the character not really attain i guess a major league you know um appearance Status. Mm-hmm. is uh i mean it's not like they try to play up the billy bob version as being some successful major leaguer like they they make a point that he got up there like had one cup of coffee and failed basically mm-hmm. but uh i i liked it better that walter Matthau was someone who just never really got to fulfill that dream as opposed to billy bob being someone who fulfilled it and failed at it yeah it's uh yeah the the the, the billy bob version with, with the kids it, it it didn't work for me just because it, it took me out when the kids started spraying each other you know with all the chemicals I'm like, okay, well, that that's extremely dangerous. I mean, I, I know it's a movie, it's played for laughs, but I'm just like, you know, because I, I have kids myself, and I'm just thinking, like, yeah, that's that's not cool, but also, um, well, I think uh, when you go that far, it's like you then start questioning, like, okay, that w- that would have real ramifications to some of this stuff, and so, like, you, I agree with you, it somewhat takes you out of the movie, whereas uh, I think the original sort of walks up to that sort of like line in the sand. It never has them go over it, like, and in that way, I think it, it just works better as a film. By because because at this point in the new version, it's like anything could happen, like it it doesn't really matter like what they do to the children, and so I think it kind of removes the tension a little bit. And I guess with with whole with him being an exterminator, the other scene that just kind of like was unnecessary is because or is when he shows up to one of the games i think this is when he had missed the um the, the photo shoot you know the team picture kind of thing and the the woman is it was it marshall gay harden that that sees him emptying like all these dead rodents like <laughs> yes. in the trash can you know and she's just got this look on her face like what's he even doing but he's taking it out, out of a cooler that he owns that later on he adds ice and puts his, you know, his drinks in. And I'm just like, as I'm sure people are finding it hilarious, but for me, I'm just like, okay, this, this is, this is much. Like, I feel like they were just uh, riding on the coattails of bad Santa. Like this is what his character would do. I'm like, that may be true, but I felt like, yeah, you're kind of taken away from, from the story here a little bit. I do want to talk about uh, staying on Marsha Gay Harden's character as the the parent that kind of puts this team together of, of outcasts. I think that's one thing that does work better in the updated version because I think you know in you know our time it's very much about sort of everyone getting a trophy, everyone feeling accepted, and not focusing on the wins and losses as much. I, I really liked putting a person in place who is trying to make everything even for like her child to give everyone like their fair shake and everyone to be applauded, whether they deserve it or not. I like seeing her sort of become consumed by the like desire to win. Like when they actually get an opportunity to win that even she falls into the trap. So I thought that that plays better in 2005 than it does in 1976. Um, I think that, you know, in those days, um, you know, really wanting your kid to win the championship or win the trophy, like above all, 
probably mm-hmm. wasn't that out of bounds. That was probably just more the norm. Whereas it, it was more, I think, three dimensional to see Marsha Gay Harden kind of pull that off in the 2005 version. Uh, now, one one of the uh, scenes later on that uh, it pretty much plays out the same way, but there's one detail that is changed. In the original, the the character of um, the the opposing coach is it Turner? Yes, yeah, is it Roy. Roy Turner. Yeah, okay. Roy. Well, in in the original, he slaps his son, and then in the remake, he shoves his son. Should have slapped think, him. Should have slapped yeah. him. Okay, I was going to say, like, did you find it necessary? Because clearly they're trying to be PC with the whole racial slurs. So now, like, well, you know, parents wouldn't slap nowadays. They they would shove their kids. <laughs> like, like, why does it matter? Like, it's still like child abuse. I, mm-hmm. I understand it was the heat of the moment. He slaps his son. Like, I don't know. Like, do you think that maybe they they felt like if we had gone with the whole slap thing, then that that just makes his dad even even worse. Like, he probably abuses his child because the slapping is just not something you know parents really do anymore i mean yeah it's a uh i I get i see your point there and that's why they maybe didn't want to open that that can of worms but i don't know if the i don't know if the shove has the same effect because then you're you're questioning like well maybe he was just trying to like shake him into like you know listen to me like because the the kid did throw at another child so it's not exactly like this father is out of bounds reprimanding his son because he could have he could have seriously hurt another boy uh, I think the I think you need the slap because there's no doubt then that he just did it to cause him his own son physical harm, which is what he's reprimanding him for. Whereas with the shove, you're like maybe he didn't shove him that hard. Maybe the kid's kind of a klutz. You know, I think there's too much gray area where you can kind of give Greg Kinnear's version of it the benefit of the doubt. Mm, he's he's a flopper. He yeah. apparently <laughs> plays for the Clippers or the Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Vlade Divac has returned as a small child. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Uh, so the the end is, is uh, I guess, is very similar to where you know they both empty out the bench to make sure to to allow you know every single kid a chance to play, and uh, ultimately b- um, both versions also have the team losing um, slightly in in a different manner. Um, I feel like the the remake also did something different with the end here they do something different with uh well even just with that previous scene we were talking about as far as like uh the coach having you know the father having faith in his son that he can get somebody out um they they use the in the newer one it's not kelly leak who is the one that the kid wants to prove himself against right like he right he wants to like it's just the catcher, the kind of smart ass catcher, which they're really taking from the Sandlot, their version of it, I thought. Uh, and I, I didn't like that. I liked in the originals, like this kid wanted to prove himself against the best. Cause I thought, I was like, okay, so that kid, he's actually got the right sort of competitive fire. And just using the comedic relief from the bad news bear side of it, I didn't think worked to sort of set that up. But it is sort of a similar thing as far as, um, at different points, the the star player has sort of rebelled against Buttermaker uh, when he's been asked to sort of take over the team, like that that sort of thing. I think that played out well. I liked it because I, I I totally believe that you know both versions of that kid would he he was more interested in being a part of the team than he was like being on a winning team. Um, what did you think about when? Uh, let me see here. In the okay, so it looks like both versions. It is Joey that the the the, the son. 
that you know gets pushed and mm-hmm. slapped. Um, so in the remake, he he actually just throws like a like an easy ball, whereas the other one, uh, I think he catches a ball and then holds from, it. Yeah, and just kind of holds it. Now, what do you think about the difference there? I think uh, modern audiences want something more cinematic and you know okay. chicks dig the long ball that sort of thing they're they want to see this kid really crack one an easy pitch whereas the other one um him holding the ball, ball sounds like a sexual term oh it definitely position. is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that, that's my version of i guess pulling a, a billy bob um i, I mean i, I kind of like both i, I actually Boy, like billy bob yeah i, I like uh, uh for doing this show i like when there are those kind of subtle changes because otherwise, like, there's so much that's similar between these two that even having this discussion, unless I had just watched both, it's kind of confusing to me to be like, well, okay, was there any difference in those, you know, scenes where they play out? I think in the original, it's more of a direct challenge to his dad because he's like, actually, I think eyeballing his dad as he holds yeah. the ball. Mm-hmm. That I do like better in the original. But yeah, I've, I've got no problem with him changing it to a home run to, to something that's a little more visual. So I think that's keeping with what Linklater was trying to do, right? He was trying to show yeah. more of baseball by casting athletes. I Yeah, and uh, funny you mentioned that because I feel we see more baseball in the original movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I feel like every time, you know I mean, I, I was always waiting for something else. Like, let's see something outside of baseball. I felt, I felt like we saw... A lot more inside baseball, I, I guess, to take that term, um, like the the original. I mean, yeah, the original. It just it seemed like anytime I was looking at the screen, because you know, I, I didn't pay a hundred percent attention to it. But like, okay, well, they're still playing baseball, you know, whether it was practicing or, or actually on the, on the field. I felt like they spent more time on the mm. field in the original movie. Yeah, I guess I was just talking about like whenever you're seeing, uh, especially the Amanda character pitch. I felt like okay, I'm seeing it. Ashy pit, like I'm just seeing the full motion, the full action of it, like like the the playing of baseball. Right. Yeah. No, I I just felt like no, I just meant uh, li- literally on the field. Like they're always on the field. Um, like there, there's never anything else. At least with like the Billy Bob, you know, we see um, you know, a, a little bit more outside of that. There was one scene that I really liked in the remake is when they were driving, which also in the original they had like. The entire team inside that vehicle, like sitting, like on, uh, you know, outside the vehicle. It's, but it's in the remake. It's where like uh, they're they're driving. Then all of a sudden, like the uh, one of the kids, I forget which one was it, Lupus that that falls out, and then he's like, found the shrubs, and all you see is his shoes like hanging out. Yeah, it's more of that sort of broad humor that they're going with in the the newer version. Uh, but I want to actually have a quote here that kind of touches on what you just said about the element of seeing a lot of baseball. Uh, <clears throat> Richard Linklater, when asked why he wanted to remake this, said, uh, I was a baseball player for years, even into college, so I had a strong baseball past, just like I had a strong music past that enabled me to find my way into the school of rock. The baseball element of Bad News Bears intrigued me because it really is a baseball movie. You probably have a higher percentage of baseball and Bad News Bears than any other baseball movie. So that was a huge challenge and something that got me going. So that that was pretty much the reason he wanted to remake it, I guess, as a baseball fan, that he, he kind of holds it up in high regard that they just show a lot of baseball. Yeah, and I don't I don't think it's a bad thing. But, yeah, I was just like, yeah, they just spent a lot of time on the field. Uh, you know, absolutely. So, like, his version probably just shows, like, more of the actual plays, mm-hmm. you know. So. I wanted to ask, ask you uh, off that quote – uh, have you seen School of Rock, Jack Black? 
I saw it one time and one scene really stuck with me when it was when he had the revelation, like I can make a band out of these kids. <laughs> and then like he immediately like zero to a hundred, he just starts rocking out and everyone's kind of like, what the hell is he doing? It's that scene that always sticks with me. Cause I just laughed hysterically. Just how do, how do you like, think this like, one compares? Cause we talked a little bit about bad Santa being sort of the reason uh, that Billy Bob was probably casting this and the same writers. Uh, this was the follow-up to uh, School of Rock as far as mainstream films from Richard Linklater. I believe he had one of the – I think he had before uh, Sunset in between. But clearly you can see why the studio would hand over this project to Linklater after School of Rock because it does kind of fit in that same you know, family-friendly but a little edgy kind of mold. Yeah. Mm. So you're asking which one I, would I like better? Yeah. I prefer School of Rock. Like, I think hands so down. too. I yeah, I, I like school rock, but also, uh, I, um, you know, I'm also a fan of music. So, and this being baseball, I wonder if that's why, or maybe no, it's because I'm a huge of, fan like, of baseball. Like, like I'm, yeah. I'm taking off work for opening day and I still prefer school <laughs> of rock. I just think it's a better movie. I, yeah, it, from what I remember, um, yeah, I think I enjoyed it a lot. You know, and what, that was also 2005. Same year? That was 2003, I think. Three, okay, so earlier. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, and what, Joan Cusack was in it. So, you know, it's it just, I I opened up the this episode saying that, you know, I don't remember watching the, the original, oh, I'm sorry, the remake, which I, I did for sure. And I mean, I mean there were some parts I was like, okay, that's kind of familiar, but it really, it's, it's like a brand new movie. But School of Rock, I, I still remember some things about it. And I think I was excited when I heard that they were, was it going to do a sequel or was it a TV show? Maybe they actually like have a TV show right now. Cause I just went to look up school of rock, which it has a oh. whopping 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb from 140 well, reviews. I will uh, add it to my queue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is currently, it's 13 episodes, half hour series. Um, and it is, I think on episode five releases this week. So, uh, I new take show. It back. I am not excited. <laughs> <laughs> Four point uh, eight. I mean, come on. That that's that's lower than Batman v Superman. <laughs> Probably not something that you'll see on uh you know original remake because as you know I can't commit to like a thirteen episode series. But yeah, they did uh, did remake it. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a remake of the film down the line because that's something you could easily do with a new generation, new music. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's almost um, sister act in a sense. Oh, there you go. Okay, so now you've kind of talked me into it. Now you oh, can do okay. a sister act, School of Rock. School I, rock. I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, we're doing this one because Richard Linklater has a new baseball movie, Everybody Wants Some, which will I think is currently playing in select cities. I'm hoping to get it soon. I think that I'll enjoy that better because that's that's him going back to, as he said, where he was a college baseball player. I think he said it's the spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused. Mm. So I was thinking, I was like, you know, we have a lot of content really with, uh, with the, just all the sister act and school of rock <laughs> and everybody wants some in Dazed and Confused. We, we have a lot of ideas that have come out of watching this, this, these two films. Yeah, I guess that's a plus. And also not, uh, not only does Link Leader have that movie coming out, it, you mentioned it, baseball, you know, starting up very soon. So I expect to see a lot of baseball around following films. Just uh, and even from Hydrate Level Four, which we've gone through this entire episode without mentioning our other podcasts, I, I feel good about ourselves. I feel like yeah, now we're getting we better. We are evolving. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into uh, to that and what you're doing on your show and uh, what we're going to do on future episodes, uh, where do you come down on? Are we are we both going with the original here? Yes. Yep. Hands down the the, the original. I I just I just like uh, uh, Walter Matthau's uh, Morris Buttermaker uh, character a lot better. 
I like more, him better. More, a little bit more relatable. I like the kids better. Um, the only thing I like better about the new one is Marsha Gay Harden, which now I don't like it as much because you actually kind of brought up something, a good point, which we need to get into is uh, if we were to remake this again, and honestly, I would, I think I'd rather go with Joan Cusack, sort of reprising her School of Rock character. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she ends up having a child who's into sports, and she's clearly someone who's not in that world. And I would have rather seen her play that part. So for recasting it, who, who's the new coach? We're doing a, a 2016 version of Bad News Bears. Amy Schumer. That's an oh okay. You just stopped right there. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> From train wreck. <laughs> Amy Schumer. So the opposing coach would be um, Bill Hader. Could we just do a, reunite the train wreck couple? Well, I don't. I don't want to see Bill Hader slapping a kid. You know, oh, I do. Uh, I want to see what, Bill Hader doing anything. What, what especially about John slapping Cena, a kid. You know, if you want to pull from the cast, that's good. Yeah, that's good too. And I mean, he would look like the you know the super jock. Yeah. And, you know, they would play play up on him being the super jock, and, and that would make more sense that he'd be shoving, come on, man up, like, or I, I don't know, so, something like that. And maybe we can get, like, some more John Cena butt, too. Yeah, I think we could, certainly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So where can, can we find a role for Bill Hader? Is there any place for Bill Hader in our version of Bad News Bears? Bill Hader can be the, um, the, uh, the role of the Joan Cusack that you were trying to cast. What about what if he's the umpire? What if what if we see him and Amy Schumer get into it on a few calls? Yeah, I, yeah, sure. I I can see you know Bill Hader doing all his uh, impressions you know as the umpire. That'd be fun. I, I think I would like to see him belittled by Amy Schumer. He seems like a good good sport. He was a good sport about it in Trainwreck. He's sort of the straight man. What what if he what if he's one of the kids? You know, what if he's just like a, a like a kind of like a Billy Madison, you know, where he's just this adult that has not ever matured. He still has the mind of a like a 12 year old kid. See, I would rather see John Cena in that role. Like we see Amy <laughs> Schumer try to convince like he's basically like the the Kelly character. He, they try to convince everyone that he's, you know, a teenager and he's just, you know, extremely well developed for his age. They try to cheat the system instead of the fat kid. He's the he's like the muscle bound. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the 12 year old. <laughs> There you go. I like it. All right, so now, that's that's our it, our remake. Does, um, does it matter who directs it? Oh, uh, does it matter who directs it? I mean, I guess it'd be someone who I'm trying to think, someone who's done like good sports films, which are actually fairly hard to come by, especially nowadays. Yeah, like it's it's a different person each time. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody about this recently, but like you know, back in the day, you 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 know, there's a, a director that does like a plethora of movies. Now you got like a bunch of one-offs and, and names that came from TV. You just can't keep track of like these directors much anymore. I will, I'll, me. I'll throw out, it doesn't have anything to do with sports, but I will throw out the uh, directors of the Jump Street series and the Lego movie okay. because I think they, they have that sensibility that works for adults and children. And since it would have a, a a cast of children like the Lego movie, I think was very good at sort of blending uh, the the comedy there for, for both age groups. Uh, but it would probably be a step down because they're currently uh, <laughs> Miller and Lord are doing the new Han Solo movies. So I doubt we could get them, but that, yeah, that would be my current sort of comedy directors that I would go to. Yeah, that's okay. We'll put this in de- developmental hell, you know, <laughs> along with our other movies. <laughs> He'll get to it. Um, you know, maybe maybe we could even get like The Rock as that coach, maybe. 
We're we're really going muscle bound here. We're putting The Rock and Cena and our Bad News Bears. <laughs> let's let's reunite uh, your pain and gain characters and bring Mark Wahlberg somewhere. Oh, that gives me a chance right now to play that scene where he's playing basketball with a bunch of street kids. Like <laughs> that's it's so great in Pain and Gain. All right, I, I'm going to be looking for that. But before we get out of here, Peter, where can people find more of your great insight, such as putting Amy Schumer in our version of Bad News Bear? What other podcasts are you on? Well, I'm on Hydrate Level 4, which you can find at followingfilms.com, uh, along with this one as well. If you want to find me on Twitter, uh, I am at HLF Podcast, which I spend uh, most of my time on. You know, you can find me on other handles, but that's, that's my main one. I'm on War Machine versus War Horse, and we would uh, take a new new film, would inspire a conversation about two older films. We do have a train wreck episode with one of our following films cohorts day from pop culture case study so you can go into our back catalog and uh see what i thought about that film before me and uh peter here get in touch with miss schumer and try to to get our project out of development hell you can find me on twitter at war machine horse and where can you find original remake peter uh original remake can be found at original remake on twitter and original remake pod at gmail.com if you want to email in with uh suggestions of sorts now michael this shows how much of a professional you are because i didn't even tell the listeners what my show is even about i just said hey it's hydrate level four but <laughs> maybe i was just being too cocky and i was like clearly you know what it's about just by the title but um my show we you know, we we cover some new stuff, not not a whole lot, but the the bread and butter is you know taking the listener back to you know um you know the more innocent days I, I guess you know the childhood and sometimes when I say that people mistake like oh okay so we're just gonna do kid movies but no we just do any movies that you remember that you uh, when you were younger you know so your Terminators your your uh, coming to America's, you know, those are radar R movies. So we do a bunch of stuff from the past, and hopefully we can take you back on a nostalgic trip. So I think you have a couple of episodes I'm really looking forward to: uh, the Cable Guy, the Princess Bride. Great guest you've got. Booked yes, for. yes, I I, uh, I scheduled uh, Mikey D of War Pony. You might have heard of him. <laughs> so so ch- check those out. <laughs> Showed that to my fiance. I was like, I should have named the show that. That's a better name, War Pony. Mikey War Pony. <laughs> It was. I, I don't know why that hasn't been a joke yet. <laughs> uh, what do we got coming up on our show, Peter? Should we should we do something we discussed today? Should we just do one of those, or should we go to our our quip schedule and and reel off some some things here for the people to to maybe watch in advance? What is uh next? I'm actually going to pull it up right now. Or or I can pretend that I knew it right off the bat. <laughs> So I could do that. Well, we, we currently have a school for scoundrels, which I'm not familiar with from, uh, 1960 and 2006. Um, that would be the next one. Uh, we have the jungle book and, uh, that's obviously going up against the, uh, the new film that's coming out. Was was school of scoundrels coming out for something or that was just, that was tied into, uh, the boss with, uh, oh, right. Right. Uh, the only thing that really hasn't, common is if we really want to attempt to do a Billy Bob Thornton month, but I don't think Jungle Book's going to allow that, because he is the star of the School for Scoundrels, the 2006 version. All right, yeah, I, I haven't seen either, so we can go with... We we can go with School of Scoundrel. Okay, so we're going to continue with uh, Billy Bob, then. That's it. It's, it's definitely his month for at least the back-to-back weeks. I mean, even Charles Grodin month. Well, I guess that was different, because that's when we were doing it, like, every other week. Mm-hmm. So... There you are. It's gonna be harder to get the uh, the four episodes in on these these smaller forty minute podcasts doing a weekly show, but we'll try one day, Billy Bob. Yeah. <laughs>
Come on, let's give him a cheer. Come on. Ready? Okay. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Bash, bash, yay! Hey, Yankees, you can take your apology out of your trophy and shove it straight up your ass. supposed to hurt. That pain's what's gonna save your life. Your cells remember where it hurts and that's where they get strong. It's called pain and gain, Russ. You gonna man up? You better, cause right now your sister's stronger than you. Give me your hand. Get up. What are you looking at, you little tubby broad? Don't eyeball me, boy. I see your mother driving up and down the street looking at me. I'll be your stepfather by the weekend.